Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. Welcome into the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Bogey and Sully, of course, as always, the MDG pod presented by our friends over at Hall Financial, which they have a lot of exciting things going on right now. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But, uh, Mike, I, I just want to start and, and say how excited I am to get to you guys some of the content that we have been doing. Um, you know, we, we've been fortunate with our, our marketing company, Brand25, and, you know, some of the things we've been doing with MDG to bring on a, a head of media, uh, you know, a videographer, a photographer, uh, you know, somebody who can do a little bit of everything, including drone footage, which is we have some really cool stuff uh, on the docket from, you know, what we filmed out at golf courses. And I just want to quickly say, um, you know, a thank you to George, our, our newest, uh, you know, team member. He has been uh, an incredible asset. And, you know, as we are expanding content and expanding coverage and things that we're going to be doing here moving forward. Um, I encourage you guys, if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, simply just subscribe to the Metro Detroit golfers YouTube channel, because there is going to be some really fun content, some great looking content. And there are just so many things that we are going to be able to do uh, with so many of our great golf courses across the state of Michigan uh, because of what George, um, you know, what George's skill set really represents. So just, Again, if, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, please, Metro Detroit Golfers, go ahead and subscribe. Check out what we have on there now, and, and there is going to be a plethora of, of new content that's going to be tossed out on there. Just, just want to be uh, a quick thank you, I should say, to, uh, to our newest team member, George. It's going to be great. Yeah, he's been awesome. George, is what, what he's been able to do for us, and, and I think that, as you said, the content, the videos uh, on Metro Detroit Golfers YouTube, it's going to be really, really good stuff. So. I can't wait to do more of that. And, and I mean, George is just really on top of it with the drone footage, with the, uh, you know, photography, with the videos, with the, the highlight videos, everyone saw the American dunes one. That was really, really good. So incredible. So yeah, definitely a big thank you to George and, and just excited to do more of this content. That really is, you know, what it's all about, Kyle content is king, right? No, there's, there is no doubt about that. That is for sure. Smart. Smart people know that, especially in the social media world. But, um, you know, outside of that, obviously, we have a ton that we can uh, get into on this week's episode. We, we have we have a bit of a, a, a town hall meeting that we got to get to. And we'll do that, you know, in, in just a second. Coming up here in about about five minutes, we'll get to that. But I, I do want to at least start with um, what we saw at the Byron Nelson uh, the first round yesterday <laughs> on Thursday. And. Mike, you and I actually were getting dinner last night and I, I pulled this up on Twitter and I, I read to you a description of Jordan Spieth's opening round at, <laughs> at the Byron Nelson. Okay. This comes from a, a tweet from Kyle Porter, CBS. I'm sure he's a nice guy who covers golf. Uh, he, he tweeted out Jordan Spieth today in the first round of the Byron Nelson chunked a chip, nearly bladed a tee shot on a par three, hit one out of the woods from 247 yards to nine feet, made nine threes on his card and shot a 63. Mm. I mean, if Jordan Spieth isn't 
look, I, I'm not even sitting here saying he's he's the best and he is, you know, the one guy who is just head and shoulders above everyone else out there in the field. Rory's playing really good golf. He's back. DJ, obviously, is always going to be incredible. There's so many great players out there. But pound for pound, I think Jordan Spieth is the most fascinating and interesting golfer. When he's, you know, kind of back to normal, I think that we have seen in a very long period of time because he literally is always scrambling. He's always coming up with these unique shots. Him and Michael Greller are talking through these insane scenarios. I mean, you talk TV, you talk ratings, you talk interest. Jordan Spieth has to be at the top of the list because you never know what you're getting on any given hole. Yeah, and I think people enjoy the, uh, you know, hearing him talk to his caddy and stuff like that. Now, I don't think that helps with pace of play overall in golf because people try to help that. You want to get to the town hall quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but no, I I like Jordan. I mean, I think that he clearly has had a lot of issues over the years in terms of on-course issues, not being able to get it together. Um, But it's great to see him, you know, have some success. And he he really is just a a solid player all around, great putter, you know. So uh, definitely, I mean, I I always love seeing him play well. No, there's no doubt. And obviously, we'll get to uh, some updated live odds uh, via DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll do that coming up here as we head into the, the weekend at the, uh, the AT&T Byron Nelson. But you, you mentioned it there, um, and this is something that we have honestly been wanting to talk about for a couple of weeks now, and it is the massive pace of play issue in the game of golf. And I feel like every time that you and I are out at the course, um, if we're playing with new people, if we're playing with, you know, friends, clients, whatever it may be, the number one question that you or I are asking people is, what do you think is the biggest issue with pace of playing golf right now? And everyone seems to have a completely different response and a different answer to it. So I guess to open up here, I'll just simply leave that one to you. What do you personally think is the biggest issue with pace of play in the in the game of golf right now. Yeah, and it, it, is, it is a big problem. You know, this isn't just me saying it. This isn't just you saying it. We've talked to so many courses about it, and every single course, both private and public, says that it's a big problem right now. You know, so I just want to preface this entire conversation by saying that because uh, what inevitably happens, and not necessarily with, with our audience because, you know, we have a very golf audience, but this turns into, oh, Sully and Bogey are whining about pace of play on a golf course. All right? So I, I just want to get ahead of that and just let people know that guys this is a golf podcast okay and this is one of the biggest issues in golf right now so this isn't us whining about it this is us just talking about an issue that courses are talking to us about so i just wanted to to say that before we even start so this doesn't turn into some sort of first world problems thing like it did last spring when when we were you know i'll speak for myself when i was talking about you know why we should be allowed to golf in the state and it turned into oh well sully can't golf he's crying about it you know so I just want to get that out of the way. But with that being said, um, you know, I think that if, if I had to say the biggest problem with pace of play, there's, there's several of them. And if it all, it all boils down to one thing, if you really, really want to ask me and get specific with it, it boils down to you need to keep up with the group in front of you. And I don't think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people take their time. A lot of people are um, just not playing ready golf and not playing, not even not quickly or not rushing. They're just not even keeping pace. And and, and it's, you know, I think that within that, you know, on the very base level of needing to keep up with the group in front of you, what ultimately slows that down is in my opinion, 
people who are, are not uh, having proper golf cart etiquette, uh, parking the cart in the wrong places, your, your buddy's in the cart, he's watching you hit, then both of you guys are driving 20 yards to his ball, and it's just wasting time. Those minutes add up. Very, very quickly they add up. So I think that, that golf cart etiquette, not parking in the right place, not dropping off, um, you know, that, that I think is, is a huge one. I think that people spend too much time looking for golf balls, you know, and, and I'm a very quick player, but I was a victim of that yesterday where I was putting together a really good round. I shot in the seventies and, and, um, you know, I, I, I spent probably a little too much time looking for my golf ball because I didn't want to take a penalty stroke. You know, when you're trying to shoot in the seventies, every single stroke matters. So, um, you know, I think that a lot of people get, get too, attached to their golf ball where they're going to spend way too much time looking for it. Um, so again, Kyle, I think that, that it, it all boils down in my opinion to groups who aren't keeping up with it, with a group in front of you, you should not be worried at all. What's going on behind you. You need to worry about just keeping up with the group in front of you. Um, and I think that the reason that happens is because of the golf carts and because of people taking too much time looking for their golf balls. I think those are the biggest reasons before we get into, in my opinion, um, before we get into the secondary reasons that slow down pace of play, such as talking or uh, too many practice swings, that type of thing. No, see, see that that would be, I guess, the the pathway that I would be going down. And and you know, real quick here, by the way, um, you know, one place that doesn't struggle with pace of play at all, call financial. Okay, if you are going to you know inquire about a loan, refinancing, maybe you're looking to purchase a home, whatever it may be. Hall Financial is going to get it done in literally, it seems, a matter of days, okay? They are going to close and get everything all set, all the paperwork ready to go way faster than any of these other companies. Uh, I have dealt with them twice now, buying my first home, refinancing. I know, Sully, you ended up getting your first mortgage through Hall Financial as well. Going to get you a great rate, going to do it fast, and going to treat you uh, with more personal attention. And that's why they have almost 2,000 five-star reviews as a company. That means a lot. And Hall Financial has been a huge supporter of MDG from the beginning. If you want to try and support them back, please simply go to hallmdg.com and just potentially sign up for a five-minute conversation to see where you're at, see if a refinance would be good, see if you are interested in purchasing a new home, whatever it may be. Hall Financial is the place to go. Now, I, I would, as far as the pace of play issue is concerned, I, I mean, we've all dealt with, you know, slower golfers. And I want to preface this by saying you and I are very fast players. Like I think we are actually above average as far as pace and moving and all of that to the point where I don't even like to stop and really think it's okay. Get number, throw up a blade of grass, find out what the wind's doing, pick club, hit ball, no practice swings, no nothing. I'm not, you know, standing over the ball and looking at the pin and looking over at the ball and looking at the pin. No, uh, we are very fast when it comes to that. So I do think that we are a little, maybe even a little bit too fast potentially. So that's just for starters, but playing with several different people playing at various courses, again, public, private. I mean, you know, we're very fortunate. We have the ability to play uh, courses all over the state, um, w- which is just, just phenomenal. So this isn't just one course or one club, whatever it is, but I do think golf has become such a fun social sport that people are almost forgetting that they're playing golf when they're out on the course. Like I'm all for having a good time. 
I'm, I love, you know, look, if it's an early morning tea time, I'm grabbing a Bloody Mary and we're probably going to grab a few other drinks, you know, throughout the round and, and have a good time and joke and talk and, you know, catch up on things and whatnot. But when there, there are times to do that on the course, you know, time to do that on the course is not when you're on the tee box and the group in front of you is off the fairway or they're moved up to the green on a par four or they're off the green potentially on a par three, whatever it is. That is not the time to start or continue a conversation because what you need to be doing is getting your ball teed up, lined up, and hitting it out there. And there are so many times when you know groups in front of you, you, you look over and no one is out there in the fairway, no one is on that green in a par three, whatever it is, and they are on the tee box, turned around, looking at the other three you know, people in their group and carrying on with a conversation. Or, or going up to their ball and then resetting and continuing at the conversation and stepping off. It's like, I get that we all, we're all friends and you want to have fun. And look, I also have a very, you know, both of us, I think a soft spot for client relations because I get it. You're, you're bringing clients out on the course. You want to have a good time. You want to connect with them. You want to have conversations. It's not just about going out there and scoring or whatever, but there is a time for that. And that should be, when you're actually in the cart and driving to your next shot, driving to your next ball, or guess what? If you're on the green and everyone's lining up putts, that would be a time when you can have a little bit more of the conversation. Or if you're just simply on the tee box and you are waiting for the group in front of you, that's when you're connecting. That's when you're having some fun and talking with your friends. But I, I think that is, I personally think that is the biggest issue that we are seeing right now with pace of play. People are just having too much fun carrying on conversation and doing it at the wrong time. Yeah, the tee box is an issue. I mean, there, there's so, that's the one place where you're really congregating, right? Sure, you are in the green, but everyone's in different spots of the green. The tee box, everyone's right next to each other, and I think conversation happens. But, um, you know, overall, I, I just think that, you know, the, the other thing that really slows stuff down is the fact that, you know, this is a good thing. But there are so many new golfers. These courses are slammed, right? These these courses are are so crowded, and and the tee times are eight minutes apart, and and they're just packing every single person and every single tee time they can into the course. So, you know, we also have to keep that in mind that the reason why is because these courses are just so crowded with eight minute tee times. That does not help, you know, and that's how stuff gets backed up very very quickly when you're doing eight minute tee times and and you're and you're jamming groups in. I think well. If it was up to me, every single tee time at every single course would be 10 minutes apart, not eight minutes. I do think that matters. I, I would agree with you there. And, and I think that also just goes right along the lines of the, the fact that golf has just exploded again. I, I mean, what, you know, you, you have the stat and you love to say it and dress it up a little bit. You know, I think it was Taylor made that, that put the stat out there, but you know, it, <laughs> 8 million, almost 8 million people either started playing golf or, you know, picked up golf for the first time in a very long period of time uh, in 2020, because it was one of the only things that you can do. I am expecting this to be a massive year for the game of golf. And with that many new golfers and new people, you know, being a part of the game. Yeah. I mean, it is going to be very, very tough. Um, I think to get tee times, especially on weekends when, you know, the majority of people can actually go out there and play. Uh, and I, I do think with that amount of people, it's, it's just, it's going to be tough. But the thing is you can 
you can be an average golfer and play fast. You can be a great golfer and play fast. You can be a terrible golfer and play fast. It is truly, it goes back to what you said, keeping up with the group in front of you. That That is just absolutely huge just to keep the pace going and keep all of the groups moving on and flowing through the course. Otherwise, a couple of groups can literally slow down an entire side, and that makes it frustrating for everyone. You know, rangefinders, I think, speed it up. You get the exact number. As long as you know what club and you quickly grab your club and you quickly go over and address the ball and you quickly hit, you know, just move on. I, you know, I, I will say as a part of that sequence, if you will, people are admiring their shots a, a little bit too much as well. I mean, keep an eye on it. See, you know, see where it's going. If it's going left, if it's going right, whatever. Yeah, you want to keep eyeballs on it. I get it. But you don't need to stand there and then look at your club and then look at the ground and be disappointed like, we, you hit a bad shot. I, I hit bad shots all the time. You know, it's okay. Just toss the club in, move on to the next shot, get in the cart and, and let's move on. But you know, I, I'm somebody who like, I exclusively use the Callaway Chrome soft X uh, triple track, right? I I'm a terrible putter, as you know, like I, I need all the help I can get around the greens, but I, I line that putt up every single time. And would you say that I take a while to line that up or am I lining it up, seeing the line, and getting up, addressing, and putting. Sometimes I'm putting before you're even on the green. Like, like that's how, how eager I am and ready to go and just move forward. And I think most people should be that way. I, I would say if there is an issue on the green, it's, it's like you said, taking the pin out or, or leaving it in, whatever it may be. But how many times are you waiting to hit into a green and you're looking at guys who literally have a two-foot putt and they're standing oh. over it they're lining it up. They're looking from the other side. They're, they're taking a couple of practice. Like guys, Oh, it's a two footer. So a, your friends should be a little bit more generous with you and just give it to you. Unless you're just that bad that they want to make sure you put it out or B I, 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 maybe I get it or B center cup. I mean, center cup firm for a two footer is generally going to go in 90% of the time, unless it is an incredible winding putt or something like the fact that we're, you know, you'll have two or three guys standing over a two footer around the pin as you're waiting to hit into a green, I think is absolutely atrocious and takes way too long when you could just either pick it up or just put it in, like finish it out, just put it in. You don't need to mark it and reset and light. It's, it's just incredible. We'll keep an eye on the pace of play, uh, you know, moving forward, but this weekend, at the AT&T, Byron Nelson as well. Want to pull up the uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, and let you in on some of the updated odds right now as we head into day two at the AT&T, Byron Nelson. Again, Jordan Spieth tied for the lead uh, after round one at nine under. And these guys are just eating this course up. I believe uh, 50 golfers, 52 golfers are five under or better. So, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're playing pretty good golf right now. We'll see if Jordan Spieth can... Uh, continue this going into the weekend. Spieth right now, the favorite to win it at plus 250. Again, this is on DraftKings. Some of the long shots, John Rahm plus 1,400. Scotty Scheffler been playing some good golf, plus 1,800. You can get Bryson DeChambeau at plus 2,000. He's six shots back. Ricky Fowler also uh, actually five under as well, so only four shots back for Ricky. Man, it's been a long time since he's won. You can put uh, money on Ricky at plus 6,600. Again, this all courtesy of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And again, heading into this weekend, a big UFC 262 card. DraftKings is going to be offering 100 to 1 odds on 
several different fighters. Okay. You bet $1 on select fighters. If they win, you win $100. You can, of course, put your MMA knowledge to the test on DraftKings Sportsbook with great odds. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw with your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MDG when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win this weekend. Place your bet. Watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code MDG to turn $1 into $100 on select card fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, code MDG, guys. We're going to be doing another pool for the PGA Championship coming up in just over a week. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services is there for you. Gambling Disorder Helpline is 800-270-7117, 21 or older, Michigan only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Yeah, I mean, and you you saw the impact that Tri-Covery is having on me. I, I, almost, I almost drove the green as you were uh, hitting a birdie yesterday um, out there. I was, what, 70 yards shy of the green just hitting bombs. That's, that's all because of tri-covery, massage, and flexibility. Just a great team. Jeff and Kevin, they're unbelievable, and they're continuing to expand. Uh, go see them, check them out, talk about MDG, talk about golf. They love it. Uh, Jeff is also actually getting more into golf, so uh, just fantastic stuff all around. Well, um, Best of luck to all the weekend warriors out there. We'll keep an update, uh, keep eyeballs on the AT&T Byron Nelson this weekend. Should be a roller coaster. Uh, just super pumped to get to the PGA Championship and obviously very excited uh, for next week's podcast as well. Got a lot of cool things coming up. And uh, again, just want to thank our partners, the presenting sponsor, Paul Financial, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, and our friends over at Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 